0: This week on The Clubhouse, you were getting two episodes. Today, we are releasing a mini-episode with two very special guests. Joe Moses launched his career with Team Starkid and the internet sensation A Very Potter Musical. He has since gone on to create The Potion Master's Corner, The Joe Moses Showses, and do just a ton of great voice acting work. You can follow him on Twitter at TheJoeMoses or check out his website, TheJoeMoses.com. Tessa Netting is the host of her very own channel on YouTube under the name Tessa Rocks. That's rocks with two X's. She also has performed on Broadway and can currently be seen on the Disney TV series Bunked. You can follow her on Twitter at Tessa Netting. I will include all of these links on clubhousepodcast.com. This episode was recorded in our seats at Dodger Stadium. Joining us in the clubhouse today, Joe, Moses, and Tessa. I'm sitting here on the West Coast. Anthony is sadly back in New York. But for the moment, I'm at Dodger Stadium with the lovely and talented Joe Moses. (laughs) And the talented and lovely Tessa Netting. Tessa, this is your first, oh! Just got distracted by a very nice play by uh, the Rockies' second baseman. But Tessa, yes. this is your first professional baseball game.
1: Yes, this is my first game. What
0: have you been what what are your thoughts so far on Major League Baseball?
1: I think it's pretty cool. I really like the atmosphere and the kind of chill vibe compared to football games, because I'm more of a football fan, so I've never really experienced this kind of like you can feel the camaraderie, but also like mutual respect, kind of. Like, if there's a good play on either side, then everyone's like, Okay, I like, I respect that, <laughs> not like, Oh man, like, you suck, you know? So, I, I, it's really cool and I like it. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. And Joe, you are a baseball fan. In fact, who is your favorite team, Mr. Moses? The Detroit Tigers. Oh, That's right, baby. The D. I'm
1: surrounded by the D. <laughs> <laughs> As always.
0: <laughs> so uh, you grew up a Tigers fan in Michigan. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, yeah I was
2: born in Michigan, grew up a Tigers fan. And when they tore down Tigers Stadium, I think we even bought pieces of it. When, weren't they selling those? They were, yeah, yes. Yeah, I, think, I think my grandmother got each of us a piece of it when, we were, when they tore it down. So, yes. And then I moved to Texas and saw a bunch of Astros games. And the first game I remember, although I went to Tiger's games when I was young, was a Yankees-Astros game. And we got we were something from my dad's work. So we were in there. And George Steinbrenner was in there, in the box with us. Drake McClain was in the box with us. And George W. Bush, who was the governor of Texas at the time, was supposed to be there that night, but he didn't show up. Uh, I got to to, uh, ask Derek Jeter for an autograph when he was on deck. (laughs) <laughs> and he looked at me and went, no. Because <laughs> I was that close where he was up there on deck and Jeter was my, my favorite Yankees player. Oh, oh. oh.
0: Yeah! Oh. a little error. Justin Ruggiano uh, reaches first base by uh, an error on the Colorado Rockies, the normally shorthanded Colorado Rockies. But now back to your Derek Jeter story.
2: So, so I was probably like 10 years old. So I went down to the. Me and my brother went down to the front and we're like looking at, um, you know, looking at home plate. I forget who was batting. It was probably Knoblock, or was yeah. I think Knoblock was leading off, and Jeter was hitting second. So it was like, and we're like, Jeter, 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 and he waves at us and he goes, Jeter, will you sign our ball? And he just looks at us and goes, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm playing professional
0: baseball. <laughs> I'm about to go hit. You know what, but I like your moxie. I like your, you know what, I see my opportunity, and I'm going to take it. And
2: I've, I've never met Derek Jeter since, so <laughs> that, was my,
0: that was my one chance. That
1: was my one chance.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so so Tessa.
1: Yes?
0: You grew up a football fan. Yes,
1: a Jets fan. A
0: Jets fan. <laughs> a New
1: York Jets fan. A New
0: fan. York Jets fan. So why do you think you didn't really follow baseball that much? Like, Was there a reason why you uh, avoided baseball, or it just wasn't really in your life?
1: I mean, I was from Pennsylvania, so it kind of like, yeah, they're the Phillies and they were big because I lived like an hour away from Philadelphia, but I really think what it was is my family. They just kind of never watched baseball. They, my Both my parents aren't really into it, so I just never got into it. My mom is completely 100% into football, and that's sort of how it's like a bond that we share together and that's kind of how I started watching it and really loving it because of like the family experience of watching it so I never just I never got to watch like I never I've never seen a baseball game on tv let alone go to one so it's just super cool to be here and uh, watch my first baseball game and I really really (laughs) like it like seriously it's super interesting it's So difficult. Like it's just blows my mind, like how fast these balls are going and like how these guys can. uh, There's just so much room that they have to run. Like, how do they do it? I just it's blowing my mind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is. You know, it's it's a it's a pretty complicated sport. You know, it's one of those things that when whenever I bring someone to a ballpark who has never been to a game before, Mm and I find myself trying to explain some of the rules, yeah. I have to stop myself sometimes because I realize it can be a little bit overwhelming, I think, because you know, you're know you looking at all this stuff, but if I start talking about force outs or balls and strikes or why this is a foul ball and this is a fair, all just, and you start getting into the specifics, I think it can be a little bit overwhelming.
1: I just think of kickball. Okay, that actually works. I used to play kickball a lot when I was in like elementary school.
0: Sure, there's some similar rules.
1: So I was like, oh okay, got it now. Just like kickball.
2: Alright.
1: <laughs> that's what I think of. But um but no, it is very, very complicated. But it's like you get kind of the hang the hang of it after a while. Like
0: well I think that's really that's the way that, that to become a baseball fan is to just come to live games right. and just sit and watch. I yeah, mean that it's makes sense. I think, you know, the more you sit and you just kind of watch it develop and you watch it play, there's, look, there are rules that I still don't know. Like, there's, the rule book is so thick that no matter how much you you know about this game.
2: It's just because it's been played for so long. Like, every rule came about because there was an argument
0: (laughs) at some point. They're like,
2: no, if the catcher drops it on the third strike, he gets to take first
0: base. And they're like, well, did you know how in, in the original days of baseball, you might find this interesting? So, you know, right now to get an out, They have to, let's say there's a ground ball, right? Let's say the guy picks it up off the ground and the guy's running from home plate to first base and he throws it to first base, he's out, right? Well, so originally, back in the mid 1800s, you would actually throw the ball at the player. And if you hit the player, then he was out, like kickball.
1: (laughs) See, I told you.
0: Exactly. So, Joe, you went- hurt. Exactly. That's why they don't do it anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's why. They were a little bit uh, more aggressive.
1: I was going to say, did they have, like, padding or something on Oh,
0: no. They just, just got see? balls thrown at them.
1: By, that's insane. Yeah, I
0: agree, which is why I think today is a little bit safer. Yeah, no.
1: makes a lot more
0: sense. So, Joe, you said you've been to um, Tiger Stadium, Comerica Park, at the time Enron Field, but now Minute Maid Park in oh, right. Houston. Yeah. And, um... Well, I mean, it was it's it was same park, different name, and then a New Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And now this is actually your first trip to Dodger Stadium. Is. Yeah, so, what is. do you think of Dodger Stadium? I like
2: it. It's a lot chiller than I thought it'd be. It's actually hard because I'm I'm more used to like you know because I lived in New York for a while and Michigan for a while. And Michigan's actually really good about supporting the Tigers and the Pistons and even the Lions, <laughs> believe it or not. But uh, LA has no football team, so there's like no yeah nobody cares about football. So, it's cool to see people support the Dodgers, even though they're more crazy about the Lakers than yeah, anything. Or the Clippers. Or yeah.
1: But still, um, you can feel it. But No, I like
2: Dodger Stadium. It's cool. It's uh,
0: it's more chill than I thought it'd be, actually. For some reason, I thought it would be a little more like, Rah. Yeah, people seem to, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a laid-back crowd. And it's kind of a, a you know, there's some ballparks. If you go in Oakland, mm-hmm. Oakland, these people, I love the fans in Oakland. They are maniacs. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, the Raiders, oh, you know, the Raider Nation, mm-hmm. So they've taken basically the raider nation for the nfl they brought that over for uh the baseball team but without the alcohol and all the craziness but the guys still dress up in all these crazy costumes and hit the cowbells and hit all that stuff and it's just a constant party at at the coliseum there i'm sure (coughs) so now uh joe is a uh star kid which is something that i just learned about very very recently are the rest of your your team StarKid fans? Are there any other baseball fans on Team StarKid?
2: Uh, I'm trying to think. I think Joe Walker is a Red Sox fan because uh, he's originally from Massachusetts. So um, I think that's probably the closest to a real baseball fan that I can think of. Yeah, maybe, maybe some. They all live <laughs> in, in Chicago, so they're right by the Cubs. So it's not, uh, but I, I, as far as I know, they don't go to very many games.
0: All right, well, Team Star Kid, let's get that, you know, let, let's let's fix that pretty quickly. Let's maybe have a Team Star Kid event at Wrigley Field. Maybe we, uh, next season, we'll go and we'll buy a bunch of tickets and we'll have a big Team Star Kid uh, yeah, ball game. That
2: would be fun, actually. That yeah, would be a good time. I I think, we would yeah, like I think that. people would show up for that. Yeah, anything that as long as we get to, you know, sing and dance and chant and we're, we're we'll be fine.
0: And drink, that's the most important. Part. Well, that's always one of the more fun parts of being at a ballpark. What did you have to drink uh, at this ballpark, Tessa?
1: I had a margarita. <laughs> and they they had to check my ID cuz I didn't believe that I was of
0: age. <laughs> you look so young, so so young. All right, well, we're going to uh, get back to the game here, but Joe, I normally uh, we wrap up the podcast normally by asking people what kind of their favorite baseball memory is, kind of the reason, your quintessential baseball moment. Why, you know, you are a baseball fan.
2: Um, I'd like to say when I was in Texas and I played baseball all the way up until about high school, but I was probably about like mm, 10 or 11 years old, and I was batting, and then the coach came up and was like, no, boy, you shouldn't bat like this. You should bat like this. And as he did it, he knocked my batting helmet down over my eyes, and then on the way out, he goes... What you got that helmet over your eyes for, son? You won't be able to see nothing. <laughs> and That to me is just quintessential baseball. It's like Foghorn Leghorn teaching a batting lesson. I was like, this is a good, <laughs> this is a good old sport.
0: That is a wonderful story. And Tessa, yes. same question to you. And your long lineage of baseball fandom. Um, what is your <laughs> favorite, your favorite moment uh, that makes you a baseball fan?
1: My favorite moment is when anyone catches a baseball. It, just to see the joy on their face. And also all the babies. I like all the dressed up. The
2: baseball the babies. baseball
1: babies and base babies. Face babies. <laughs> They're so cute in their little like bows and outfits. It's pretty adorable. So, you know, if you're at a baseball game, bring your kids and bring your gloves.
0: That is a wonderful note to end this on. So uh, that's going to do it for another mini episode of the Clubhouse podcast. We will see you next time here in the Clubhouse. We're going to take just a brief break so that Anthony and I can tell you about our first giveaway. I have a 2016 baseball stadiums wall calendar for sale through TF Publishing. They're available at Amazon.com, calendars.com, as well as your local Meyer big lots, Stop and Shop, and more. I'll include all this info about how you can purchase one of my uh, calendars at my website, roundingthird.net. But for now, Anthony has a very exciting announcement to tell you all about.
2: So uh, we're going to have our first giveaway. It's a giveaway contest. Here, it's very simple. Uh, we are always looking for more trivia questions to ask our, our guests for, their, for the game that we play at the end. Um, so if you have any questions cool trivia questions about your favorite team or about any team that you love or anything, send them to us, please, at clubhousepodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at clubhousepod. And we will look through those. And if we wind up using one of your questions, we will give you a free signed wall calendar. And it will be signed by Munish, who was the photographer. He will sign the Detroit Tigers, Comerica Park, picture and I will sign the
0: Wrigley Field picture because I am a diehard Cubs fan. So send us your questions, please. And uh, good luck. If you are a new listener to the Clubhouse podcast, welcome. For more great baseball conversations, please take a look at our archives, like our chat with the lawyer who cleaned up baseball, Charles Sheeler. He is an utterly fascinating man. In this clip, Charles talks to us about his experience in the Roger Clemens congressional hearings. Well, they brought Clements back. I sat next to him at a hearing, um, and on the other side was his trainer, Brian McNamee, who yeah. had who had uh, provided him with the the steroids, which of course Roger denied. But basically, I was put there as sort of a, a potted plant to keep these two guys apart so they didn't like start strangling each other. Yeah, and it was like the worst middle seat you ever had on an airplane. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just um, the <laughs> the tension between these two guys was palpable. And the other thing is Roger was just clearly so incredibly nervous about what, what was going on. The home base for the Clubhouse podcast is the Bergino Baseball Clubhouse located at 67 East 11th Street in New York City. Seriously, folks, this is without a doubt my favorite baseball spot in the country. From the baseball inspired artwork on the walls to the one of a kind memorabilia for sale and the amazing baseball fans that are just hanging out on the bleachers inside the store, this place is the best. If you can't make it into Bergino's in person, please visit bergino.com and pick up a gift for your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, really anybody in your life, or even just yourself. If you can make it in, make sure you mention the podcast and you'll get a free bag tag with any purchase. You can follow Anthony and I individually at rounding third MJ for me and at kid for Anthony. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week.